0: Well, hello, boys and girls, sports fans, and assorted waifs and strays. Hope you're all keeping well, keeping safe, and sheltering in place. Anyhow, just before Easter, I managed to get hold of Paul Wright from Accuride. We've spoken on a number of occasions in the past, and I wanted an update about how things are going for his global operations and what new initiatives he's got underway at the moment. Let's go. Well, Paul, long time no speak. I don't know how long it was ago. It's quite a while, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, I think we did a, we did a podcast in about
0: a year ago, would be my guess. Maybe, around there. maybe. And, um, since then, an awful lot's happened and would have happened anyway for you, because I mean, you've yeah. got, you've got a heck of a portfolio of stuff to deal with, but I've got to ask you the question, what's it like out there at the moment?
1: Um, well, I mean, I'm in, I'm in Metro Detroit, which is one of the, one of the hotspots of the U S um, right now. But, uh, fortunately I'm, I'm a little bit out in the sticks so there's certainly less traffic on the road and I think that we're moving towards a virtual delivery module, uh, model rather I should say on almost everything um, and, and I'm doing a heck of a lot more video calls and conference calls and everything else than, than I've ever done before but you know to a certain extent I had a little bit of a home office so that's not unusual for me, but the volume of it has increased tremendously. I do feel like there's certain conversations that maybe used to happen in an office that can't happen anymore without being on a call with more people. Right. And so in some ways I feel more included than I was because they're like all that back channel ch- stuff is just gone, you know, and, uh, trying to stay connected to people, but uh, I'll be honest with you, I think it's pretty, pretty exhausting um, trying to deal with people this way uh, versus what we're doing. But, but from, a, from a work perspective, I don't know that I've, I've been busier um, you know, between making sure that the lights stay on from an IT perspective, both here and then in Europe and Asia, and trying to figure out the right way to get to both places... You know, so everyone can work if they need to work. But, you know, we are sort of a global company now and, and so the 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 wave of this and how it's moving is uh is interesting to handle. I mean we've been dealing with it since January because we've got a, we've got a plant in Jinning in China, um, which went down for the Chinese New Year, and then just didn 't come back for a few weeks afterwards <laughs> um, and then we've got plants in uh, in sort of mainland Europe in Germany and france and uh, so you know we went through uh, the process there, and those plants are down now and then within the u s and Canada uh, we're actually identified as sort of critical infrastructure and so as much as our customers have needed product, we've needed to keep producing for them. Um, wheels is, you know, as, as the OEMs start to slow down what they're doing because their demand is changing, then, uh, then our ch- demand is changing as a resultant of that. But we also make things like brake drums for uh, heavy trucks. And as a wear item, like, we don't see that slowing down much at all uh, right now. So it's it's kind of a mixed bag and then you know we've got we've got two plants in Russia and uh you know they went from sort of nine cases I think to the entire country being shut down like two days <laughs> later. So uh, so it's like okay, so you know, I think that uh no we're sort of reacting uh, from a technology standpoint, I think the finance guys and the HR guys are equally busy trying to figure out how to work through all of these things that we need to do because you know it 's not like everyone just had bags and bags of money in the bank to like save for a rainy day i mean that just that 's just not the way that most businesses are running um, unfortunately uh, and so i i think we're absolutely gonna see effects of this secondary tertiary for many many months from a forecasting standpoint right now we're expecting the second quarter to be pretty dead um and then a slow recovery in q3 and q4 and and hope for better things in 21 you know you you add in the U S uh, uh, the, the political stuff where everyone sort of gets nervous around November of an election year anyway. Right. I think that I think everyone's going to be scared a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you're seeing over there in the UK. I mean, I'm talking to my mum and dad, obviously quite a bit. Um, they're sort of staying cooped up and only dealing with themselves and trying to enjoy the garden. At least the weather's been a in the past couple
0: of weeks. But. I think it's a little bit different here. Um, I had a conversation yesterday with Francie McKenna. Um, who I've known for many years. I mean, she's she's very much into the whole transparency thing, right? And and especially around corporate reporting. So, you know, my question was, are, you know, a, a company is going to use this opportunity to clear out all the balance sheet crap that they've been hiding for years. And the answer is, yeah, of course they are, and um, nobody will notice. But I think the biggest issue at the moment is nobody can forecast with any degree of accuracy. And no. you know, we just we saw yesterday SAP pull their results out. Yeah, thirty one percent decline in software licenses it was going to decline anyway but that was that's a big big hit so essentially you know their story about bringing everybody onto s4 is just that's just gone straight into trash right you know yeah. that story's dead um they they have they they say that they have 72 percent of their revenue is um uh, what do they call it it's, um predictable mm-hmm. quite i presume that what they're really talking about there is maintenance plus some of the subscription stuff okay. and that's right. fine right. but you know you know i can see companies going back to that uh, to sap and saying asking for relief, right? I mean, I'm already seeing vendors saying that, especially in the SaaS world, where the vendors are turning around and saying, you know, we've had customers coming back to us and saying, we can't do an annual contract. We've got to go quarter by quarter. And in, in some cases, month by month. And so we expect to see a, a degree of, of negotiation there. Now, will SAP, looking at them for a moment, behave differently to the way they have in the past? Because if they don't well if they don't, I think that they lose I think that they lose opportunity. Now having said that, you know, I've met Christian Klein a couple of times and he's a very sincere individual. I get on with him pretty well, I think. I trust him as much as I could trust any CEO yeah but then on the other hand you know he's been asking me a lot of questions i've been giving him a, a, a number of people that i think he should be talking to and he has put those people in touch back with me or with other people so he he is endeavoring to to do things now i think that's a be Looking at that particular company on its own has got a tremendous opportunity to deal with some fairly basic problems, not least of which, partnering. Right? Um, I mean, they're terrible to partner with. They're absolutely awful. They they know this themselves. So
1: yeah. No, and 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 I think though, um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting in terms of how this affects different people, right? Because I know that um, for us uh, with because we've got both the SAP side in, in Europe and Asia, and then we've got, um, more of the SaaS companies in, um, in the U S and so we're sort of locked in with a subscription for a year, uh, with some of those people. Um, and, and again, that, you know, it, it is sort of what it is. And if it comes to it, we'll certainly have a conversation, but I'm not actively soliciting those today, but, What's going to be interesting is a year from now, when hopefully the economy's overall recovering, um, what is happening with those SaaS companies? Because all of a sudden, you know, the workforce is going to be smaller or the, the last 12 months, if they're building a subscription plan based on the last 12 months' revenue, everyone's last 12 months' revenue is going to be through the floor. Mm. So... <laughs> So there there might be a lag for them in terms of how they handle this and right. so so for those guys I think it's a matter of what do we do now and potentially be conserving some cash now and so we're trying to normalize ourselves against the market even though that's not our revenue market. right so right, I, right. I mean this this there's savvy people at the top in in most of these organizations i expect them to figure it out but it's going to be interesting to to watch how this is all occurring <laughs> i mean i'm certainly pleased to see companies like workday trying to do extra salesforce as well extra in terms of their employees to try and keep those guys aligned because uh 'Cause it's it's I think I think there's a lot of panic right now. Um and getting around that is 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 critical.
0: So so you you have Workday as well, right? And do you have yeah. do you have Salesforce as well? Uh no, we do not. <laughs> okay. Um you have workday and you have Plex and you have SOP. Yeah. That's your broad landscape, right? <laughs> so much, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with SAP, you you just carry on as best you can, albeit is, that's usually that's more or less in Europe, isn't it? Is that? Yes. Okay. But you've not got a great deal of activity going on there at the moment, so you know, in one sense, I guess it's not critical for you, right? Right. But workday, because it's we're talking about payroll and administration, that's a completely different ballgame altogether, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And and as we're working through, I mean, you know, we're we're obviously trying to trying to trying to keep people employed, but we've also got some people who who can't work um right now. And so getting those people to a, a place where we can try and look after them as best we can. And then how do you classify that? And there's some people where, you know, with some of these government relief programs, they're actually gonna be better off if they're not working. Right, and so, it, it's there's there's a there's a minefield of stuff to work through, and yeah, so so certainly we're we're talking about okay, based on this this employment status, what are we going to do for people, and then what business processes are kicked off, what what access do we have to provide, what access do we restrict, et cetera, et cetera, based on you know, people's status within the company, because we can't have people who we're saying are on furlough, right. Um, That aren't at work, but are still essentially part of our team and have them like receiving a bunch of emails and receiving a bunch of calls and then somehow feeling obligated that they've got to go in and they've got to do work, right. That's then going to put a chain of custody problem for the company. And so we've got to make sure that we are restricting that access. So, even when people want to do the right thing by the company we we stop them
0: does this mean that you're having to develop new processes from an hr perspective and from an access yeah, yeah, perspective yeah. right right how easy yeah. is that
1: Real easy actually i mean you okay. know and, and again I'm I'm, a, I'm 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 fortunate that we're a little bit ahead of of this SAS curve, I think of most people, cause I think over time, most people are going to get there. Right. Um, that, you know, we've, we're already on a lot of these platforms that give us the ability to, uh, manage our processes pretty effectively. Um, and similarly as, as everyone went to work from home, it was like, yeah, okay. Do you, do you have internet at your house? Yes. Okay. Well, here you go then. And it, it didn't, necessarily change a huge amount for us um but for all the guys in europe and asia like it, it's uh we've fighting our way through access to all of their on-premise systems our on-premise systems uh to you know and we've even got some people hopping back and forth and using different mpls connections because it was the fastest way we could get them connected so we have had to do some some wonky stuff there um but the, uh, the ease of doing business in these cloud solutions and adapting what we've done in these cloud solutions versus, you know, legacy systems, it's just night and day, you know, and our ability to ramp up more in Microsoft Teams and things like that. So, it, you know, we're using any of the tools we've got in our toolbox to, to, to get people able to be as effective as possible. So... Right. You know i think i think the, the the more interesting thing is is longer term um what does this look like you know what what jobs do become more work from home i don't I, you know i'm not sure
0: okay so what about the plex side of things because that is that running the factories or what
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, and as I said, um, in, uh, in North America, most of our factories are still running. In fact, all of our factories up to this point are still running. Our distribution channels are still running. Um, and so, but again, people are able to do a lot of the administrative work that's associated to that uh, the same way, right? So we're still closing our period and our quarter in the same time that we were, whether people are in the office or whether they're at home. Like okay. it hasn't disconnected what we're doing, and okay. I think what, that that's sorry. fundamentally an advantage.
0: Okay, what what about um, the impact of fresh technologies? Let's let's assume for one minute that you have to close the door to people coming through uh, to work in the factories. Right? To what extent can you automate? the actual, the building of what you do, you know, making wheels, making brake linings and all the rest of it. To what extent can you do that such that you don't need people or is that an entirely different problem altogether?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it is. I think the, um, you know, I think we've, we've already, we've always looked at, um, automation as, you know, starts with safety, Right. Like how how can we take, because uh, uh, we make big parts, right? How can we yeah. take, how can we take away repetitive motion on heavy stuff through automation? So, you know, there is a lot of robots in terms of what we're trying to do already, and you know, I think that it's it's as much as anything else. There is absolutely a case for more use of iot in the factories as a resultant of this you know where the the vibration sensors the heat sensors and all of that stuff where you rely on the person right now there's other stuff that you can do to further automate that but but again you're not going to see a lot of that right now unless people already have the capability to do that and they're just trying to reutilize what they've got in a different way because nobody's got cash right now so it's not like you can go out and spend a bunch of money on a bunch of stuff because there's just no cash to do that
0: and at the end of the day i suppose you still need people to look after the machines anyway right i mean you you can do a certain amount of predictive maintenance and all that kind of stuff but at the end of the day machines don't run themselves do they right
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely and 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 also you know at the end of the day, you want you want a set of eyes looking at these products because vision systems are are complicated at best and dysfunctional for the norm, I would say, um, particularly when you 're looking at how shiny is a wheel right How shiny is a wheel is super important to us right but uh, having a camera. Be able to do that it's it's not so easy back when i was making steel at british steel we had a we had the, the a galvanizing line and we had a we had a coating line for white products right and so it was someone's job to basically we had we had a vision system because when you're just looking to make sure it's white like that's not as hard but we still had someone there watching just in case the camera malfunctions. So I maybe it's changed. I mean, that's, that's over 20 years ago now. But the uh, no, I, I, you still need people to make stuff. Okay. At the end of the day, you still need people to make stuff.
0: Okay. What do you got going on with Plex at the moment? Have you got anything interesting going on there?
1: I'd say the, the most interesting stuff we've got to do, in all honesty, is how we're connecting Plex with Workday a little differently, um, you know, and, and using a lot of the information that we get. From Plex as part of different ways that we're doing stuff within Workday, um, building out new applications there, etc. Probably the the most interesting thing is we we moved our product and reliability testing, um, which is also a manufacturing process at some point, um, into Plex, and so we're doing that globally now. So that's going to be the first stuff we're doing really across our entire environment is every test lab will use Plex to do their functional testing, do the data recording and all of that stuff on that. And we're doing that inside the UX platform, the new Plex's new platform too. So that's giving us our first exposure to using that. Okay. That's interesting not um, mind boggling by any stretch of the imagination but it's pretty interesting I think.
0: Okay. So. and uh, Didn't I say something about you guys getting some sort of uh, gong or award or whatever the heck from work there because you did something funky with Prism Analytics I'm thinking yeah, no uh, come on so, what's this about man?
1: <laughs> so um, so we, uh, we haven't got any awards for it but they liked it enough that they put it on their website right and When I think about, when I think about like little, little Accuride, um, and where there's, there's three use cases that they've done for their sort of, uh, their Workday, Workday platform extension, which I think they now call in Workday Extend. And there's, there's us, there's a company called Flex, which is like about 25 billion manufacturing company. And I think the other one is, um, Netflix is doing something and, you know, I don't think their business models suffer right now. But um but yeah, we built uh we built an opportunity pipeline tracking. Um we were using uh Oracle's CRM system. Um but uh yeah, between what we're doing, so we're basically able now to bring in all of the results from Plex. And show our performance against our sales forecasting. we've got that at a level where we've got um, you know it down to the individual ship to where we can see our performance against that. Um, and we've built our own specific opportunity pipeline tracking application um, within workday as well. Um, So we can see like we can actually build opportunities and then track our performance against them. And, uh, and it's, it's pretty cool. I think, you know, I think um, there's a bunch of people doing fairly low key apps in there. I don't think anyone else is like, yeah, let's just use this for our CRM. Right. Which is where we're (laughs) going. But you know, I don't think we expect our own internal software developers to compete with what Salesforce can do by any stretch of the imagination. But I do think that our needs are pretty low key. And so we can satisfy that. And my big thing is always, if we can have as few landing spots as possible, so a person has a natural workspace where they're doing everything, um, why, why wouldn't we want that? We can actually uh have a chat next week if you'd like and and i can actually show you some of this stuff that we did with the uh with workday it's it's pretty cool that you like it.
0: that that would be very cool paul and i'll tell you what yeah. we'll, res- we'll reserve this one for 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 then then okay
1: all right super i look man. forward to it take See care you. then bye-bye Bye.